Hello, and welcome to episode 44 of the Tavern Chat Podcast. I am your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR. I'm also the main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern blog. So, what do we have on our plate today? Uh, remember, my community sent me uh, a Facebook message directly uh, right before I decided to record. And... Uh, it's something from it, it's an update from uh, Dan Magazine, the DC RPG Magazine, and the news by Paul Wolf. I know Paul, him and his wife Brenda. Very good people, very good gamers, very active gamers in the DCC community. So, uh, yeah, this is regards to a Kickstarter. I had a horrible week of progress. More on that below. TLDR. PDFs won't be ready before July 1st, so Tenkar can officially report this car, this Kickstarter as late, since I expect it to deliver in June. Paul, that's fucking funny. Thank you, thank you. You gave me my, my morning smiles, my morning laugh, after I woke up to a minor bag of shit in the Facebook community. Uh, somebody got a week-long timeout for posting a video that was blatantly against the terms of the Tavern's Facebook community, which is basically uh, no real-world issues, no politics, no social awareness, none of that. You know, we talk gaming. We talk gaming. We talk nerd shit. It's what we do. It's the basic rules whittled down to, you know, Long story short, if you can talk gaming and leave the real, real world outside, we're great. So somebody got a timeout last week for a week. First time I've done that for posting a very uh, uh, a post with a lot of real world issues in it regarding Gen Con, and uh, it didn't belong in, in, in the community. So I wake up this morning, I see the same person is back because their one week ban has expired. And I see they posted another video. Uh, this video was about uh, Dexcon, I guess, in New Jersey, and changing their policy on weapons for LARPing. And uh, it took me about four minutes into this, I don't know, 12, 13 minute long video, before I went, holy fuck. Yeah, this does not belong in the community. I mean, I, I understand that People have things they are very passionate about, but there's a time and a place for it. So, and, and it's a second offense, so it also resulted in a ban. It's nothing I am thrilled about. I've, I've always felt that it's a failure on my end if I have to ban somebody because somehow I was not able to instruct somebody on on the rules. But I'm I'm really done instructing on the rules. You know, your first time out should be enough to tell you. Mm, do you think this is appropriate for this community? It might be appropriate in a lot of other gaming communities that don't have such restrictions on what they can discuss, but we have such restrictions in place for the benefit of the community. So that is that. Now, on to the meat of today and probably, I'm sure, other days. Um, the Unearthed Arcana. 
you know, there's something very special about the Antarctic Hunt. I remember when it came out, I got in a date release. I went out to, I think, Discount Books out with Jack Knight on Northern Boulevard, right when they opened, probably like 9 o'clock, and got my copy of Unearthed Arcana. But the wizard on the cover is that big, huge red blot. Um, and again, it's something that I, I'm learning when I'm going back and looking at this stuff for a second time. I never even read the blurb on the front cover at the time, or really even looked at what was on the front cover. You know, besides the fact that it's you know, a lot of a lot of jars, a lot of uh, looks like potion making equipment. But uh, this tome for players of the AD and D game contains much information that has never before been published. It is an excellent resource for intermediate and advanced players and dungeon masters, ages ten and up. First things first, uh, it's AD and D. So, or doesn't that mean that all your players are advanced? I'm just throwing that out there. just an observation. Um, yeah, much of this information has never before been published. Much of it had. Much of it had come out in Dragon Magazine um, and was revised later in Unearthed Arcana. They, you know, lots of times Dragon Magazine gave you early playtest material. Uh, ages 10 and up. I never realized that AD&D was for ages 10 and up. I mean, I could see basic D&D. But AD and D was, you know, those were those were heavy books, not just in the page count, but in in the wording. It wasn't, it wasn't the wording wasn't simplified for a ten year old. You really had to learn words. It wasn't like um, today, where if you come across a word, you go, "All right, I'm going to go Google it," or "I'm going to look it up in the Urban Dictionary if it's one of those words." No, back then, back in 1985 when this came out, you had to learn your words either by looking it up in a dictionary, asking an adult and hoping they knew the words, because these were words that, you know, in D&D that weren't commonly used, or you got to learn the use of the word based upon its context. You had to figure it out. So, all that being said, I, I'm looking at at this, and I, and I forgot that the Unearthed Arcana was... Divided into two sections. It is basically divided into a player section, which is then followed by a dungeon master section, which, uh, you know, kind of makes sense. There are rules that, you know, the DM should be uh, uh, dealing with. The players don't necessarily need to grasp and understand, or unless they're going to run a game later themselves. So, but when I looked at it this time with fresh eyes, I was trying to find method five for ability score generation. And I couldn't find it. That was driving me nuts. And I was like, it's got to be here. It's got to be here. Why can't I find it? Where the hell is it? Went as far as doing a Google search on the internet and it confirmed that it existed. It wasn't a figment of my imagination. It wasn't something I written Dragon Magazine. But I was like, where the hell is it? Well, you know where it is? It's in the Dungeon Master section. That makes sense, right? You know, these rules for players for generating their characters is not in the player section. It's in the DM section. They're creating the player character generation of ability scores, Method 5. 
This method can only be used to create human player characters. Now, one of the things that Unearthed Arcana did was it gave demi-humans additional classes that they could advance in. And they opened up clerics, sometimes druids, to the demi-human races. But it also allowed them to go up further in levels. So, really, what would be the point to be playing a human? Well, Method 5 gives you the reason to play a human. I, actually, in my mind, it gives me a reason to play a human and nothing else. Method 5, uh, it gives the player an opportunity to generate a character of a desired class subject to the DM's approval. Now here, the general assumption, uh, starting I think with OD&D, was that you rolled your stats, sometimes in order, sometimes you could arrange them, but you rolled your stats and then you chose your class. Sometimes, you know, when you got to AD&D, race was separated from that, but you rolled first and then you said, what am I going to be? Well, here, you decide what your class is going to be and then you roll. Uh, this is, of course, subject to the DM's approval and using this method, you will be assured that the ability scores of the character will meet the minimum requirements for the class in question. So, what does that mean? L let's Take a paladin. Now, well, the one thing that always sticks out is a paladin needs 17 in charisma. So, what they have done with method five is that all seven of your stats, that's right, calmliness, because now we've separated personality from physical beauty, calmliness is added in. By the way, it was the first thing that we started to ignore in uh, the rules here from Unearthed Arcana. But uh, calmness is added in. So, if you wanted to be a paladin, oh, and that's right, if you're playing with an Earth Arcana, paladin is now a subclass of cavalier. It gets a little wacky, but we'll move on from there. If you're going to be a paladin, you roll seven dice for your strength, take the best three, five dice for your intelligence, eight for your wisdom, three for your decks. Six for your con, nine for charisma, four for calmness. Now, what that would mean is that if you rolled those nine dice for charisma and you still happen to roll under a 17, you got a 17. As you can uh, guess, like clerics have nine dice for wisdom, fighters have nine dice for strength, as do barbarians. Rangers get their nine dice in constitution, eight in wisdom, seven as a ranger. Now, it's interesting to note that paladins only get three dice for decks. They are the least dexterous of all the classes. Less so than even clerics who had that if your dex is less than Nine, you can only be a cleric type of deal, right? Um, yeah, you know, monks, you know, it was always hard to roll a monk, but here you get seven dice in strength, five in intelligence, nine in wisdom, eight in dex, six in con, four in charisma, and three in culminus. So, for the most part, culminus is a dump stat, it doesn't get more than five dice, usually, it's three or four. Unless you're a thief. In which case, a thief gets eight dice in calmliness, 
and gives four dice in charisma. Now, when you think about it, does your thief need to be better looking or better personality? Is he better talking his way out of things or being remarkable? I mean, do you really, when you're a thief, you want to be nondescript. You don't want to be the one that people go, oh, my God. God, what an amazing fellow. What a beautiful young lady. I'll never forget that face. No, you want the face that's forgettable. So I, I don't necessarily agree with that little uh, bit there. Look at that. I, I, we're, we're already going to be coming up on uh, 13 minutes of this segment, and I've only really touched on Method 5 and the Unearthed Arcana. There's a lot of stuff to touch on Unearthed Arcana. Some stuff that's a little hidden that you're going to go, I never thought of that. I'll tell you about my uh, my fighter illusionist dual class that was really scary because of one certain spell. But I'll, I'll save that maybe for tomorrow. All right, folks. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening. If you are on iTunes and according to anchor and i've been you know i look at the anchor stats in let me see we have here for the last week of uh our listeners in the last week 723 listen on ios which means you're listening on your ipads your iphones it's not really saying that you're necessarily listening in itunes but that would be the assumption anchor is second at 177 uh, downloads to the Anchor app, podcast, pocket cast, 84, iTunes on the desktop, 54, and, and there's others. But if you are listening and you are on a platform that you can leave us a review, please leave us a review. If you're on iTunes, it's really appreciated. As you can see, iTunes is where the bulk of the listening is happening. And uh, we'd really like to get the word out. So if you if you like us, please review us. And if you think I am full of shit and uh, not worthy to listen to, that's your opinion. Leave it. I mean, that's, I'm not telling you not to. I, of course, hope that those that like the show get motivated to actually leave it. But hey. All right, folks. God bless. Roll those dice well. Stay safe. And... Uh, I will talk with you tomorrow. Be good.